Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. You are watching the nine at night. I am Andrew Seeley. Stephania has the night off. We are no strangers to political ads this time of year, especially with the early voting period now three weeks away. But today, the Republican candidate for Bear County Judge Trish DeBerry is claiming that personal injury attorney Thomas J. Henry and the head of the ad agency he uses are behind attack ads against her. DeBerry called the ads sponsor Friends of Bear County LLC or Friends of Bear LLC, a quote, dark money corporation, close quote, that was formulated in Delaware. More specifically, she says Bob Wills of the PM Group and his client Thomas J. Henry are the ones responsible. With that said, DeBerry could only attribute her claims to multiple sources, and it didn't take long for Wills to hit back with a news conference of his own. Given these outlandish allegations, I'll finish this. We will investigate our legal options because you disparaged our company and my reputation, all because you want to be a judge that you are unqualified for to hold that position. That was this afternoon. Wills has denied any connection with friends of Bear County LLC and has said he has no knowledge of who is behind it. A spokesman for Henry's law firm said his response will be coming soon. A couple weeks ago, the Bear County Sheriff's Office announced that they were opening an investigation involving migrants being moved from San Antonio to Martha's Vineyard. The Sheriff's Office says that they have spoken with some of the migrants involved, but they still have not identified any persons of interest in their investigation. Now, within the last 24 hours, the New York Times has identified a woman accused of luring the migrants onto flights. Her name? Perla Huerta. She's reportedly a former combat medic and counterintelligence agent. She was also discharged after serving in the U.S. Army for the last two decades. This story has developed since a flight left San Antonio last month and ended up taking 50 asylum seekers to Martha's Vineyard, which is a Massachusetts resort town. Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis took credit for the flight. One migrant reportedly informed CNN that a woman named Perla offered him food, clothes and money in exchange for finding others to board the flight. To Massachusetts. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is relocating migrants his own way using buses to send them to other parts of the country. During Friday's debate, he said more cities should expect these trips. There will be other cities in the future that also will be on the receiving end of migrants because we will continue to have to move migrants. Abbott has not explicitly stated what other cities could be affected. Recently, the buses have been sent to Chicago, New York, and Washington, D.C. Governor Abbott also named a new chief of school safety and security for the Texas Educu Education Agency today. This is the most recent change in leadership in direct response to the deadly mass shooting at Robb Elementary in Uvalde. John Scott will now serve as the state's expert on school security and public safety issues for Texas school districts and the legislature. He's also set to make sure schools are implementing the most recent school safety policies passed by the legislature. Scott does have prior experience in security, including time spent as assistant special agent in charge of the United States Secret Service in North Texas. Years after he was caught on camera assaulting an inmate, a former Bear County Sheriff's deputy has been arrested again. This time after investigators said he hurt two people while working at SeaWorld. 29-year-old Brandon Doge faces a felony charge of injury to a child after being taken into custody at the Far West Side theme park late Sunday night. San Antonio police say he body slammed a 14-year-old boy, body slammed, and then punched a 53-year-old man in the face, all while dressed in a costume. Doge is still on probation for the 2019 jail assault after pleading no contest late last year 
to a reduced charge. Ex-Constable Michelle Barrientes Vela returned to court today for her sentencing as her former deputies continued to take the stand and put her actions toward the tail end of her tenure on full display. Former Precinct 2 Deputy Jason Castanon was one of those who returned to the stand and described being ordered to arrest his fellow deputy Leonicio Moreno on a warrant in late April 2019. Castanon told the court that that booking was delayed by command staff. Something that I've done before, but it's not every day. It's not day to day, and it's part of the job, yes. Now, the original timetable for Barrientes Vela's punishment was set for November. There's an indication it could now come down sometime late this week. Monday's weather has been beautiful. Can we expect the same tomorrow? Here's meteorologist Sarah Spivey with a look at Tuesday morning's forecast. Well, good evening. As you're taking the kids to the bus stop tomorrow morning, it is going to be cool. Temperatures will be in the low 60s once again in the afternoon. Nice, warm and comfortable 88 degrees. Coming up on the night beat, we're going to talk about how even though it's been nice out there, it does come at the cost of lack of rain. Hope you'll join me tonight on the night beat. And we will. Hopefully this weather sticks around long enough to visit the San, excuse me, San Pedro Creek Culture Park when it's finally finished. Phase one of the culture park is complete and just about ready for visitors. Today, county leaders and officials with the San Antonio River Authority gave a sneak peek of segments 1.2 and 1.3 stretching from Houston Street to Cesar Chavez Boulevard. These new segments encompass a community space that celebrates the historic foundations of the St. James African Methodist Episcopal Church, the Klemke Menger Sopa fa Factory, and the Alamo Ice and Brewing Company. City of San Antonio started on San Pedro Creek, not on the river, 1718. So this is our history, and we tell the history through signs, through artwork as you go down. These new segments are scheduled to open to the public officially on Friday, October 14th, and the entire project is currently scheduled to be complete and open to the public late next year. As you've just seen, there's more to remember about San Antonio than the Alamo. It's also where the struggle for Mexican-American civil rights began in Texas back in the 1960s and 70s. Our Jesse DeGoyado gives us a peek at the treasure trove of materials that detail the Mexican-American experience at the UTSA Library Special Collections. Familiar places like St. Mary's University, the West Side's Guadalupe Cultural Arts Center, and its neighbor across the street, the Guadalupe Theater are among the places and people in mapping the movimiento, tracing San Antonio's struggle for Mexican-American civil rights. The 15 sites represent only a slice of the many places around the city that galvanized a generation of Chicano activists. The interactive use of narration and photos from the UTSA Library's special collections has an added purpose. We really want to get the material out there. The director of UTSA Special Collections, Amy Rushing, says materials like this from the civil rights era, which flourished in San Antonio, should be shared, not locked away. We don't want to be gatekeepers, we want to be a gateway. It's for the community. These stacks are filled with boxes of donated materials from the Southwest Voter Registration and Education Project, dating back to when Willie Velasquez started it in 1974. And with more materials digitized, it's possible to flip through the scrapbook kept by the late labor leader, Jaime Martinez. Among his many causes, renaming Durango Cesar Chavez Boulevard. Or follow the United Farm Workers' fight for better wages and working conditions in Texas, led by Rebecca Flores. She remembered every event, every person. Making the most of what's here, she says, is especially vital for students attending a Hispanic-serving institution. Who knows like what could be taken from you or how things can change. And so it's definitely important to be able to look back and take lessons from 
those that came before us. Jesse Degollado, KSAT 12 News. Thank you, Jesse. Let's take a look at some community events happening this week in San Antonio. The Bear County Sheriff's Office will host a blessing of the animal ceremony. Father Carlos Velasquez from San Fernando Cathedral will officiate. That's tomorrow at 10 a.m. in front of the Bear County Courthouse. The public is invited. SeaWorld's Halloween Spooktacular returns on Thursday. Families can enjoy this not so scary Halloween experience with kids of all ages. There will be trick or treating, mazes, and Dia de los Muertos events during the day. The event is free with park admission. That is a Halloween experience that I can get behind. And with that, we are out of time. The Nine at Night returns tomorrow. Have a great night.